0: live from the badlands of texas 360 degrees all the way around the earth from southern australia to northern ireland all the way to chickasha oklahoma it's really pronounced chickasha hello dilly pickles how are you doing you panty sniffing fruit loops welcome to fruit loop friday why did i use that term panty sniffing well because the last fruit loop friday we talked about how it wasn't even me talking about panties it was uh who was it the dude that uh dr uncle phil Dr. Uncle Phil said that, um, perhaps nothing burger from the Idaho four case is, uh, I don't, one of his experts said he's probably a panty sniffer that hidden closets. I was repeating what Dr. Uncle Phil said. And I you don't know, some viewer just like lost her mind. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, there is something magical about the world word panties. Uh, You know, I don't make fun of panties. Uh, Half of my audience, actually probably 89% of my audience wears them. And you think to yourself, well, just let's look at the etymology of the word panties. When I say the word panties, everybody, you know, panties is a personal word. You know, you better not talk about it. So just say the word panties. And so you better not be talking about mine. And then men are a lot the same way. Like, well, you know, my wife wears those. I don't know, it's a personal word that makes people cringe, you know. It is. It's not like boxer shorts or underwear, you know. Think about that. All right, today, we're going to talk about. And it's not underwear, no. We're going to talk about. The G-Lo Beach. am I saying that correctly? I've, I, I could say it correctly until I had to say it correctly. We're going to talk about the G beach murders, we're going to look at, we're going to go from the past to the present with it. And I've got some other crazy stuff. I have an interview, I have an um, interview with uh, Rudy Ferris, mother coming up. We have Nancy Grace and a phone call about the murder, the G beach murder. Let's see what else do I have? We're going to talk about the person arrested from the G beach. I've got some really good footage of him before he was arrested, being interviewed. I've got some wild stuff today on uh, Fruit Loop Friday, guys. So this Fruit Loop Friday, we're starting a little bit early, 4.15. We're going to continue to go till six o'clock. At six o'clock, we're going to go to Discord, and we're having a viewing party of Big Lebowski, okay? And Discord is free to everybody. It is in the show notes below, the description of the video. There's a link there, Street of Everybody. You can check that out. We're going to watch that. Before we do that, tonight's show, what all do we have? Again, the g Beach murders. We're going to do a very extensive deep dive on it. Man, and I've got a lot of other weird stuff that's happening right now, but let's start with the g Beach murders. But before that, I'd like to thank our executive producer, Lady Lisa. You're amazing. If it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't continue. It wouldn't continue to grow, wouldn't continue to go anywhere. All right, let's continue here. First things is first, like I told you, I'm going to, I'm going to sum up the Gelo beach murder,
1: serial killer and the
0: case. And we're going to go back from the past. To the future on this, and we're going to describe it all for you. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Looking at the Gilo Beach killer. Is that the Long Island killer where they found like eight bodies? Yes. Christian Maris, thank you for joining us. Yes, that is the one that has a lot of twists and turns. The twists and turns aren't over. And if you think it's over with the man arrested, you're wrong. You're very wrong. There's a few movies made about it, too. I'm glad they didn't give up on the case. And the, the way they publicized the case is very disturbing to me. You said panties, I accidentally pushed the send button before I finished. You're right. It shocked me for some reason. Uh, he's talking about, of course, on our website, we have a red button where you can send in requests and dedications to our DJs. We have a radio station, guys. Check it out on midnightrad.io. We're streaming right now in HD, by golly.
1: all right here we go hello paula Lamore. welcome to this deep dive
0: again we're going to start with a summary of what's going on we're going to go in the past look at everything and then we're going to do our deep dive and i man there are some odd things
2: want to get back to that breaking news we've been reporting all morning. Sources tell CBS2
3: police have made an arrest in the Gilgo Beach murders investigation. CBS2's Natalie Dudridge joins us live from the newsroom with the story. Natalie. Well, Cindy, this investigation has stumped police for a dozen years. And now today, this major development to law enforcement sources confirming to CBS News and to CBS 2's Carolyn Gussoff this morning that the Suffolk County Police Department have a suspect in custody in connection with these unsolved murders. Now, we have video of the scene. We have a crew there, this large police presence in Massapequa Park. At this hour, there are no immediate details about where the suspect has been taken now, since 2010, more than 10 victims have been discovered Their remains strewn across a stretch of Ocean Parkway on Long Island, several of whom were identified as sex workers. The victims' bodies were found initially as police were searching for a missing woman, Shannon Gilbert. Last summer, a new development, investigators released 911 calls from the night Gilbert disappeared. And investigators had hoped that releasing these this 911 audio would then lead to answers in the larger search for the Gilgo Beach killer or killers. Officials also doubled the reward for information on the murders to $50,000. Now, for more than a decade, this case remained a mystery. Again, this morning, an arrest. And we also have this active scene in Massapequa Park and we'll continue to bring you the very latest details from the scene as we get them, Cindy. Natalie, thank you.
4: This is
1: breaking news. All right.
5: Breaking news to bring you. Police and the county executive are holding a press conference. Sources telling CBS2 police have made an arrest in the Gilgo Beach murders investigation. Let's listen in.
6: That uh, law enforcement has out here in Suffolk County. Uh, I do have to take advantage of this opportunity and thank uh, the teamwork, the effort, the work by all the members of the task force uh, allowing us to get to this point today. Uh, It was a collaborative effort. Um, The resilient work that was done. Allowed us to place somebody into custody. But once again is this uh, there will be a a lot more detailed press conference later on today four o'clock out in Riverhead at the district attorney's office. I'm going to pass it over to our county executive Steve alone.
7: Four o'clock. Thank you, Commissioner. And New York time. This is my 12th year as county executive. I've uh, lived with the uh, Gilgo Beach investigation for my entire tenure uh, as county executive. And I can tell you that during that time, uh, the focus um, for me, the members of our team, have been on bringing justice for these victims and closure to these families who have suffered. Today's developments. Take us a major step forward in doing exactly that. Uh, I want to thank all the members of law enforcement, uh, but particularly here today, the Suffolk County Police Department, Commissioner Rodney Harrison, when I nominated Commissioner Harrison, I specifically spoke about one of the the most important factors, and that is his background, his investigative background, his former chief of detectives uh, in the NYPD, former chief of former chief of department in the NYPD. Uh, and
0: I'm going to end it there. One thing i don't like when they all police always give these press conferences is they like to take a lot of time and uh pat each other's back i don't like it i don't i mean that's up to them but you know i'm gonna stop it right there again we're gonna have the pertinent information from this that we're gonna play later first thing i'm gonna do though so you know what happened Then I'm going to go back in the past. This is from a year ago, I believe this is from April 12th, 2022. This is a new video related to a Gilgo beach murder released by police. And we also have 911 calls and, uh, some of the information about the victims. So about some of the investigations, we're gonna go through all that. Then we're going to go who the person arrested is. And I have a very extensive interview with that man. We're going to play part of that today on our Deep Dive.
5: A new quest for answers tonight in the unsolved Gilgo Beach serial murders. It's been 12 years since the first human remains were found along a Long Island stretch of beach. Today, for the first time, video released by police is of one of the victims before she was killed. CBS 2's Carolyn Gussoff reports law enforcement is also upping the reward to solve these
6: crimes. We are making real progress.
5: Suffolk's new police commissioner bringing transparency and he hopes new leads in a notorious crime spree that stumped police for a dozen years, releasing video never seen by the public of the lobby of the Holiday Inn Express in Hoppog on June 4th and 6th, 2010, seen in a yellow top of Megan Waterman. In her final hours.
6: We believe she did leave the hotel that night to meet her killer. We hope that anyone who may have been in the area that night or may have seen any of the individuals depicted and these videos will reach out to our crime stoppers hotline.
5: Police say they hope to jog memories and they're doubling the reward for information to $50,000. Waterman was one of six sex workers killed, found along with the remains of five other people. Videos appear on a revamped gilgonews.com website, a renewed effort by a task force that includes talking to sex trafficking victims in
8: jail. Gain their trust Uh, and ultimately get them to tell us uh, who is responsible for, in their opinion, uh, these heinous crimes.
5: The bodies all found due to the search for missing woman Shannon Gilbert, her sister not overly hopeful.
2: You're releasing things that you could have released from the very beginning. It really doesn't make sense that they're releasing these bits and pieces of evidence, but none of it to me is really like helpful.
9: I think that more should be coming right away.
5: Attorney John Ray has been pressing police to publicly release much more, including Gilbert's 911 call, which he has heard. This is the
9: first step, but it's a very small.
0: Later they did release a 911 call and we'll be playing that here in a little bit.
9: All baby step towards what should be done, which is to bring the public into this case. It's the only way this will be solved.
5: Commissioner Harrison says he is still evaluating whether releasing the 911 tape would help or hinder the investigation. Shannon's sister and attorney.
0: Hey, breaking news the call actually helped catch the murder. We'll go into that in a minute.
5: We say it's more than a decade overdue. In Oak Beach, Long Island, Carolyn Gussoff, CBS 2 News.
10: Today. The sister of Shannon Gilbert blasted the Suffolk County Police Department
8: for how they handled the case. On Friday, the department repeated its assertion that Gilbert's death was an accident, even though her death is what triggered a police investigation that exposed a much larger mystery and a possible Gilgo Beach serial killer. This for Greg Sergal, live in Yaphank now with the story today. Greg.
4: Adam, Shannon Gilbert's sister spoke to us today from her upstate New York home. And as you said, her words calling into question the police conclusions about Shannon Gilbert's death. State
11: police?
4: Yeah, there's somebody asking me. This 911 call from May 2010 was the last time that escort Shannon Gilbert was heard alive. When Suffolk police released the call last Friday, Shannon's sister couldn't bring herself to listen. But Cherie Gilbert said today she isn't buying the police conclusion her sister's death was accidental.
2: It doesn't matter if people think that she's a victim of the Long Island serial killer or not. Something happened to her that night.
4: Shannon Gilbert went missing after visiting a client's home in Oak Beach. The search for her led to the discovery of nine other human remains, the so-called Gilgo murder victims.
12: You
13: you me, please please.
4: The night Shannon Gilbert went missing, her sister believes she may have been drugged and later died. The family lawyer insists she was strangled. Shannon
9: Gilbert was murdered. The evidence of that fact is overwhelming.
4: And the police department have covered that up.
14: I'm Detective Lieutenant Kevin Byra.
4: The Gilbert family wants Suffolk's chief homicide investigator to step aside and for the state attorney general to appoint an independent investigator to look at the Gilbert case.
2: I just feel like they dropped the ball from the very beginning. Um, They didn't allow the FBI to come in. And I just think that we definitely need somebody to come in independently and review this case.
4: The police department's only response today was a statement saying, if anyone has information to further the investigation, they should come forward.
2: To me, it's it's disgusting, the whole thing.
4: Once again today, the Gilbert family asserted the belief that a Suffolk Police Department surgeon, a retired surgeon who lived in Oak Beach, played a role in Shannon's death. The Suffolk Police Department again ruled out his involvement on Friday when I asked them about it. We're live in Yapang, Greg Sergal, New York, Friday, when I asked a retired surgeon who lived in Oak Beach, played a role in Shannon's death. The Suffolk Police Department again... Ruled. Suffolk Police Department's surgeon, a retired surgeon who lived in Oak Beach, played a role in Shannon's death. And
2: I just think that we definitely need somebody to come in independently and review this case.
4: The police department's only response today was a statement saying, if anyone has information to further the investigation, they should come forward.
2: To me, it's it's disgusting, the whole thing.
4: Once again today, the Gilbert family asserted the belief that a Suffolk Police Department surgeon, a retired surgeon who lived in Oak Beach, played a role in Shannon's death.
0: All right, to update some of you guys, and we're going to continue with this historical footage, which is what it is now. The Suffolk County surgeon that was, the reason why the family blamed him is that on the morning after the murder, this surgeon called the mother. She called Shannon Gilbert's mother and asked about Shannon. He asked, do you know where your daughter is? And he gave his name. So they looked behind his house, and that's where they found the body. hmm And it's also been ruled that Shannon uh they found her body there. They ran an autopsy on her. They didn't find any drugs in her system. And they believe that she was strangled to death. That is where we're at now. I'm going to finish this. We're going to go to the next clip. You're going to find more about the Gilbert family.
4: The Suffolk Police Department again ruled out his involvement on Friday when I asked them about it. We're live in Yaphank. Greg Sergal, News 4 New York.
1: All righty.
15: The identity of a victim in the infamous Gilgo Beach murders. Police say Valerie Gilgo is the name of the victim previously called Jane Doe Six. She disappeared back in 2000 and parts of her remains were discovered in two different locations, 11 years apart. Iowa News reporter Darla Miles has the latest.
16: Today we are announcing that Jane Doe number six has been positively identified. As Valerie Mack.
17: It has been 20 years since the family of Valerie Mack has seen her smile or heard her laugh. But now, knowing her fate, as one of the escorts who was a victim in the Gilgo Beach murders, brings a whole
0: All right. So I'm gonna talk about some of these comments in the chat room. Um, Paul says, What? Yeah, sounds guilty to me. That was true about the surgeon. Absolutely true. Social butterfly says, Well, then the doctor is clearly guilty of her murder. I don't know, this is a mystery. It does seem very, very suspicious. And they were investigating Shannon's disappearance and her murder, and her mother was so vocal about it. And that's when they found out about all these other women that were murdered in the same area. They found her bodies. They found their bodies.
1: How did this doctor get her
0: parents' phone number? Very good question. Very good question. Very good question. They suspect, they're saying at this moment, they suspect more than one murderer. Not that they were working together, but they were just in the same area. All right. This is interesting. This is from Christian Mares. If you've seen anything about this case, you'll find out the police chief did not want FBI involved. He didn't want it solved. He has friends with these people in Long Island. As we continue our deep dive today, we're going to see a lot of more evidence unveiled. That is for sure. Uh, hey, Dilly Pickles. Everybody say hello to Dilly. Let's continue here. Let's continue our deep dive.
16: whole new set of unknowns. She was working as an escort in Philadelphia at the time of her disappearance and also used the name Melissa Taylor,
17: the 24 year old was last seen in the spring of 2000 about 100 miles away from Philly in November of that year, the partial remains of a woman were found in Manorville. More than 10 years later, more remains were discovered in Gilgo Beach State Park in April of 2011. That's when the remains of five other victims
16: were found working together with our federal partners we have been utilizing a scientific technique called genetic genealogy.
17: Advances in technology have been the best tool in the case of the suspected serial killer or killers that has perplexed law enforcement since the discovery of multiple bodies 10 years ago. Mac was ultimately identified when investigators used data from DNA websites like 23andMe to track
16: her family down. Interviews were conducted with potential relatives who provided investigators with additional DNA samples which were processed and analyzed, leading us to determine the deceased woman's identity.
17: That matched Valerie's aunt, her sister, Valerie's mother. While she is now deceased, the positive ID came from Valerie's own son, who is now in his late 20s. All
1: right, now I'm gonna move on to, oh, Lordy.
0: We're gonna find out what happened to Sarah Wait, Shannon Gilbert's family. Very sad. I got the 911 call of her, which released a very important information. I'll make sure I don't.
1: Okay. All right, here we go.
0: All right, here's the 911 call. I'll show it to you now, from Gilgo Beach. Uh, this is from Shannon Gilbert.
11: What's your name? Shannon Gilbert. Where are you? I'm right on, i Long Island.
18: And what's, what's wrong? Huh? What happened?
13: These people
18: are to me. It's clear from the newly released 911 calls that Shannon Gilbert thought she was going to be killed that night on May 1st, 2010. No, stop it, please. Stop it, please. Please uh, no, stop it. No, no. Please, stop it no, please stop it. Gilbert, a sex worker, was at the house of a man named Joseph Brewer in Ocean Beach. At some point during the
4: meeting with Brewer, Shannon reportedly began acting irrational. This prompted Brewer to contact Michael Pack, who was outside in his driveway.
18: Pack was Gilbert's bodyguard.
4: are you are you
12: going are
18: you going After that, we can hear Gilbert running outside. She starts knocking on people's doors.
12: Don't Where are you going?
18: Gilbert takes off running again, and this is the last thing we hear on the call released by police. Police believe Gilbert ran into the marsh in Gilgo, which would have looked like this, they say.
6: The prevailing opinion in Shannon's death, while tragic, was not a murder and was most likely non-criminal.
18: Longtime gilbert family attorney john ray says he still believes gilbert was murdered
6: shannon gilbert had a hyoid
9: bone that was that as a horn-shaped bone in your throat that if you break it you suffocate the horns were broken
0: right so listen guys you're gonna find out as we go through right here that they do dub what happened to her murder now. It was said that it was exposure by the police. You just heard that. That was an archive, archival footage. That is not where we're at now. It is said that she was murdered. Her hyoid bone was crushed. So she died by murder, by strangulation, and that is what they are saying today. So just to update you on this case, and you're going to see that as we go through uh, all the information we got from today. We're looking at historical footage now. Also, um, so I'm sorry, this one comment threw me off. My mother, my daughter just did 23andMe, so now I can't kill anyone. That's right. No drugs in her system. She ran out of that house that night like she was running from demons. She died from exposure. Yeah, right. She did. She was saying that there was people and they were planning to kill her. You know, is it possible that? she was murdered by somebody else is it possible that the police commissioner was involved that that surgeon that used to work for the police was involved is that possible i don't know anything's possible at this point right unless brex decides to to talk about it maybe he was in some kind of freaky ass fraternity we don't know there's a lot of those that go around there's a lot of those that go around I dare not talk about it because some of you might be involved in it for all I know. Secret societies, anybody? Maybe it's an offshoot of a secret society. Well, here's some secrets for you. We're gonna continue right here with this footage. This is horrible. It didn't end there with that family of Shannon Gilbert.
16: A murder strikes a family for a second time. A grieving mother killed five years after her daughter's body was found near Gilgo Beach in Suffolk County.
4: CBS 2's Lou Young reports on the death
8: in a family already reeling from unspeakable tragedy.
14: The murder scene is a grim little first floor apartment in upstate Ellenville, the place where police found 52-year-old Mary Gilbert's body on Saturday. The mother of a murdered woman now murdered herself, apparently by a surviving daughter in the throes of madness. Sarah Gilbert was arrested by a responding officer at the scene. Many observed um, the daughter, uh, Sarah Gilbert, standing in the kitchen. She was covered with blood? She had uh, blood on her clothing and it looks like stab wounds Uh, the official cause of death was listed as multiple stab wounds it's an especially tragic end for the single mother who spoke out when her daughter shannon gilbert disappeared more than six years ago near long island's oak beach it was the search for shannon gilbert's body that led police to the unmarked graves of at least 10 murder victims along the ocean near gilgo beach a collection of unsolved homicides
9: if not for shannon gilbert the killing field would have lie fellow, and no one would have known about it.
14: Marie Gilbert stuck up for her daughters no matter what their perceived flaws. Shannon was a sex worker. Sarah struggled with mental illness, which deepened in recent months, but Marie never stopped trying to help.
9: That's truly a tragedy, uh, a, a truly a great, horrible American tragedy of a motherhood. When her daughter was still
14: missing, Marie Gilbert lived here at this house at Center Avenue in Ellenville. I interviewed her on that porch. She was a thorn in the side of Suffolk County cops investigating the case, summoning the kind of dogged persistence only a mother could muster.
11: And if we weren't
19: always on the phone, they may not have ever searched it off.
14: Shannon Gilbert's estate is suing former Suffolk County Police Surgeon, Dr. C. Peter Hackett, in connection with her death. He owned a house on Oak Beach.
0: There he is. Smacker Jacker.
14: With the mother dead and one sister arrested, the estate will now transfer to another sister, Sherry Gilbert. We're in Ellenville. Lou Young, CBS 2 News.
8: And the mother, Mary Gilbert, had custody of suspect Sarah Gilbert's child because of Sarah's deteriorating mental condition. The child is now with his father.
0: Such a sad story. And we continue. We got more information. Right here.
1: A
5: grisly murder for a family already torn apart by tragedy. The mother of Gilgo Beach victim Shannon Gilbert found stabbed to death inside her home and one of her own daughters is accused of the crime. CBS 2's Brian Conybear has the story. One family hit
10: by two horrific crimes, the latest inside this Ulster County apartment house.
5: They catch the, the person to the persons involved in Shannon's murder. Then they will also connect the other murders
0: Stop here real quick and go to the chat room because here's an interesting comment. I don't think it's possible someone else killed her out back in those private fields, but she was on drugs or drug more than likely. The autopsy says that she did have zero drugs in her system at the time. If that's true, if it's true. The doctor is now twice the size he was when first interviewed. This happens to most of us, though. Sex workers don't deserve any less than the rest of us since an income that's as old as Biden. They said no drugs in her system, that is correct.
10: To Gilgal Beach and we can stop a serial killer. Mary Gilbert's mission was to find the serial killer she believed murdered her daughter Shannon on Long Island. But now the 52 year old herself has been murdered allegedly by another one of her daughters, Sarah Gilbert.
9: Think about it, a mother being murdered by her own child? Can there be anything that you can consider more horrible than that?
10: John Ray is the Gilbert family attorney. He's been trying to help solve Shannon Gilbert's 2010 murder. The 24-year-old was working as an escort when she disappeared, her body found in the brush near Gilgo Beach, Long Island, sparking a gruesome search that turned up 10 more victims, many of them sex workers like Shannon. Three years ago, Sarah Gilbert spoke to CBS News about her sister's dangerous profession.
19: She pretty much thought that You know, like, it would never happen
10: to her. 27-year-old Sarah Gilbert and her mother lived in separate apartments here at 9 Warren Street in Ellenville. Police say just after 2 p.m. Saturday, Mary was found
9: dead in Sarah's apartment. Mary was invited into Sarah's home, and in the living room, she was knifed uh, to death. Attorney
10: John Ray says Sarah is schizophrenic, in and out of mental hospitals, and turned violent in recent months, even threatening to kill her 8-year-old son.
20: No, that's tragic. That's sad.
10: Sonny is a neighbor who knows Sarah and says everyone was surprised when she was released from a psychiatric hospital.
2: They let her go out and not three months after that, she
10: does this. Sarah Gilbert is charged with second-degree murder in her mother's death, but no one has ever been arrested in her sister's killing six years ago. Reporting from Ellenville, Ulster County, Brian Connybear, CBS 2 News. All
1: right, continuing here.
0: All right. There was a suspect taken in custody today. As everybody knows, we're going to go into that and we're going to go into the other details of the case, how they found him, how he was arrested. Did he have anything to do with Shannon Gilbert's murder? What evidence links him to that murder? If any, I think there is very odd. Here we go.
15: What you didn't hear there was any details about what led up to the arrest, any evidence they had, who they arrested, the identity of the person, and the next steps. You heard law enforcement there telling the public that we never stopped um, investigating this case and working this case, thanking law enforcement and investigators, Part of this uh, was due in part to a change in the police commissioner advancing the case along the way. Uh, just to get you up to speed, the Gilgo Beach murders along Long Island date all the way back to 2010-2011, where 10 Bodies, remains, were found along that stretch of beach, about three miles. Uh, Many of the women who had been killed were sex workers, and their families, early on in their disappearance and in investigating their deaths, had been concerned with missteps in law enforcement and in the investigation, and that their cases didn't get the attention that they deserved at the time. Relentless investigating, though, over the years and reopening, essentially, the case a couple of years ago, potentially led to new leads. One of the biggest pieces of evidence in this case was the killer involved in this string of murders called some of the victims' families using a cell phone that belonged to one of the victims. Did that lead in some part to this arrest today and the person they now have in custody? We will wait for those answers but to the families of the victims in this case who have gone a decade without knowing, living in fear, wanting closure and wanting information today is a major development. I wanna bring in an attorney representing some of the family members of two of the victims in this case, Attorney John Ray. Uh, Sir, thank you for your-
0: Hello, Buttercup.
15: Time. I know we don't have a lot of details yet, uh, but what are you hearing, and how are the families of those you represent uh, responding to what police have have said has taken place this morning?
9: Well, we were informed very early this morning about the arrest, so we've been on it right away, uh, and ga- we've guarded some information. Uh, I'm the lawyer for two of the family victim, the victims of two of the families uh, for Shannon Gilbert's family and Jessica. Taylor's family. Uh, the information that we've garnered is, that, uh, is, is about this fellow uh, who's about to be arraigned in court uh, this morning. And we've learned that uh, he apparently, not only is he a, a fairly well-known architect, but he owns these very unusually um, modest, shall I call it, seedy is another way to say it. Uh, places both on Long Island and in, and in Massachusetts, uh, these homes, we're not sure why he he owns them and what his connection is with that. We've also learned that he is...
0: This is a very interesting part talking about the seedy houses he owns. This is something that once we we're in this part now where we're from at the news today, regarding this case. And you're going to see this, you're going to, we're going to show you his house. I think we'll even do a Google walkthrough of it. If we have time, the phone number is right up there by golly damn it! This show is a conversation with you. I'm here. I'm like one hand slapping in the forest. I barely hear an echo, and none of my DJs call in, man. I don't need any pity calls. The phone number is 325-261-0892. If you want to talk about this case, if you've been following it for a while, if there's something that you've been specifically looking at, and it hasn't had an answer, and you're still curious, and you don't see it talked about, call in. Phone number is 325-261-0892. We're going to be done at 6 o'clock, and at 6 o'clock, We're gonna go to Discord and we're gonna have a movie now. We're gonna watch The Big Lebowski. So continuing right now.
9: Say uh, someone who did work for not-for-profit uh, companies dealing with uh, apparently with abuse of some kind and that he's involved in a very controversial problem up in Harlem uh, in a building that he had some involvement with. That much we know so far. Uh, I'm also of the opinion, strongly held, that the uh, this man will be charged with, in connection with the four of the women who were covered with burlap, who were buried in tandem along Ocean Parkway, uh, you know, back back when this all occurred. But there are seven other victims, uh, including Shannon Gilbert. So. Th- those other victims I don't think he's going to be charged with is, is that's what I believe, uh, not at this point anyway. And there's plenty more work to do because those seven victims count just as much. Now I have the, um, I represent, uh, Jessica Taylor's, uh, family and the, and she wanted me to express that. She's, um, waited for this day for a long time. She's breathing a sigh of relief and, uh, at least she's very um, happy that the police were able to finally uh, get, get somewhere with this.
15: I appreciate you have, I'm sure you are. I appreciate uh, the very detailed uh, bit of information that you were able to provide to us. Um, They have not named this suspect's identity yet, but.
0: I'm going to name it and shame it. Okay. So how do you guys feel about them? They keep bringing it up. They're sex workers. It's a dangerous profession. It, they're sex worker. How do you guys feel? Do you think it's degradating, degrading? Two different words with two different meanings, but they relate to the same thing. Do you think it, they're trying to almost say, that's a way of saying, well, they kind of deserved it. You know, they're tightrope walkers and they fell off the line. I mean, what were they thinking? What do you guys think about? Like, you think they're preying on people that are in a desperate situation because of not having support from their family? That's what I feel. How do you feel? I have a phone number. three two five 325 I'm willing to listen to you. I'm even willing to listen. Oh, hello, Susan. Susan, everybody. oh, 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 oh. There's Susan. All right, continuing here.
15: But is this a person that you or the families were familiar with? Had this person ever been named a suspect or a person of interest in the case?
9: We have not known of this fellow uh, directly in the case. We knew that there was a connection, a strong connection, with the Massapequa area of Long Island, which is where he lives and where he was uh, arrested. Uh, There were other other connections throughout the case. We've been looking at this case for 12 years, and uh, we've gathered enormous amount of information. We do have his first name in a database that we have, but we don't know if it's the same uh, person.
15: Thank you for watching. Go to newsnationnow.com to find News Nation on your television provider. And don't forget to click the red subscribe button below to get more of News Nation.
0: All right. Now we're going to
1: a little bit more
0: from the police. Hmm. From earlier today at a press conference.
6: So good morning. Uh, there's been some new developments in the Gilgo investigation. Uh, last night, a little bit around 8:30 p.m. in the
0: So the big staggering dude tripping his way down the road. So there was a doctor who was retired from the police department. He worked he worked with him for years. He was retired, and he lived in this house by Gilgo Beach, and. He called the mother that morning and said, do you you know where Shannon is? My name is Dr. such and such. And she's like, no, why, why are you calling? That's odd. And then they find out that she was dead. And then they look behind his house, and behind his house is where the body of Shannon was found. So they think that he might have been involved they think that other people might have been involved some people think that although they have a suspect that's arrested and he's linked to several of the murders shannon's not one of them yet they're thinking there's more than one murder involved so they're still looking at all these things
6: vicinity of 35th and 5th avenue in the city uh, members assigned to the gilgo beach task force which consisted of numerous detectives and investigators from the Suffolk County Police Department, as well as our partners in the FBI, uh, did place one individual under arrest, transported him back to 30 Yapank, which is our headquarters, and he's currently in custody at this time. The case is in grand jury. Uh, We anticipate an indictment uh, later on this afternoon, and we're going to probably have a press conference around four to five o'clock this afternoon with the uh, district attorney and a lot of the other leadership that uh, law enforcement has out here in Suffolk County. Uh, I do have to take advantage of this opportunity and thank uh, the teamwork, the effort, the work by all the members of the task force uh, allowing us to get to this point today. Uh, It was a collaborative effort. Um, it, the resilient work that was done allowed us to place somebody into custody. But once again, is this, uh, there will be a, a lot more detailed press conference later on today, four o'clock uh, out in Riverhead at the district attorney's office. I'm going to pass it over to our county executive, Steve Ballone.
0: I'm going to fast forward We've it. never oh, he
6: stopped
7: thinks. working on this job, putting more the nonstop dogged determination,
0: We're awesome. We're awesome. This is all they're doing. Such a crock of shit.
7: Commissioner Ryder. Tell us about the case. All of that work never stopped. And a message to the men and women of the Suffolk County Police Department. My thanks to you and and specifically the investigators here and the team working.
0: Yeah, y'all are all freaking awesome. All right, going back to the chat room. Some interesting things from Susan. Didn't she have a driver or something? You're right, Susan, she had a driver. Uh, so if we're talking about Shannon Gilbert again. Some interesting things about the case is supposedly she was there with her John in that John's house, and all of a sudden she just started freaking out, supposedly that she started freaking out. So she, the guy who's the John, he goes out to the driver. Now, she is a, a, uh escort. And she worked for Craigslist. So for those of you that have been a Froot Loop for a while and you've been watching the show, we talked about how a escort works. And we're talking about the Steven Smith case. And he had that older boyfriend who was talking and did an interview and was talking about how escorts work. So escorts have a driver. that's their bodyguard slash driving them to and from a place to see if they go missing or not. So the John came out to the driver and he said, man, you need to get her out of my house. So the John supposedly goes in there to get Sarah Gilbert out of the John's house on this call. She was freaking out, saying, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. She runs out. She runs out away from the John. She runs out away from her driver, and the driver said, I couldn't help her. She was freaking out, and I had to leave.
1: That's what she said. I got to hold on. I got to fix the setting. Thank goodness. All right. So, she calls nine one one. She stays on the phone for twenty freaking minutes with nine one one as she's running through the neighborhood. All right. Then they lose her. Then
0: she hangs up or whatever. Whatever happened. But they have the full footage, the full audio footage of this, and she's was saying on nine one one, they're trying to kill me, and we
1: don't know what really happened in that that house. So with that guy, we
0: don't really know if he was the only one. We don't know if he had a bunch of friends and they were wearing robes, black robes and chanting to the dark master, their dark master. We don't know what really happened. What we do know is that she wasn't on drugs. We know that the police were saying that it seems like she was died due to exposure, but then it came out again, no, she didn't die of exposure. She died of manual strangulation. So who did it? Are the police trying to cover it up? These are questions. Now, one of the things we have coming up, stick with me here, and we're going to go over this. One of the things we have coming up is that there was a black SUV-type vehicle that was following her as she was running on 911. This was on the tape.
1: The son of a bitch
0: they arrested today has that vehicle. Hey, how about that? Very interesting. So, not only, and they arrested him and they've linked him to other murders, not her, three other murders and not hers yet, they say. So, who else is involved in this? And they thought that, well, maybe they're different serial killers and they just happen to, you know, correspond the circular area and, you know, around the same area. But now some people are saying that they actually, the serial killers knew each other. So this case is a long way from being solved. Let's just say that. Let's continue here. We're going to go into more of this information of where we're at today.
7: I'm commissioner Harrison. This is one of the finest law enforcement agencies.
0: I'll stick a sock in it. Yeah, you're so damn great. All right. How many of you guys have been waiting to hear from Nancy Grace on this? I damn sure know I have. So here we go. Let's listen to her. And, yeah, for those, those of you that were listening when I said I found a video of Susan A. being arrested, especially Susan. I'm sure she is listening. I did find a video of someone that looks like Susan A. being arrested, and I will play that as the last video on our Fruit Loop Friday here tonight. So stay, stay tuned for this, especially you. Uh, Susan, it may or may not be Susan. She'll get a laugh out of it.
20: Police news conference scheduled for later this afternoon will of course bring you that live, but we've just caught up with former prosecutor and investigation expert, Nancy grace, host of crime stories on Fox. News. <laughs> <laughs> to on the, appreciate the time right now. I want to get your initial reaction to this.
11: Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. I'm torn between being related to the victim's families who have sought justice for so, so long and being distraught. The perp now in custody after an early morning raid is 59-year-old Rex Sheerman. And as you said earlier, married, a couple neighbors, an everyday guy, a, quote, family man with at least two children. He would take the train in from Long Island. To his architectural firm in the city of New York, it's disturbing because he wore the mask of respectability, all the indicia of being just an everyday guy, anything but. I've been to the scene multiple times. It's a lonely mm. stretch of beach. And uh, what we're learning is the neighbors say, quote, not surprised.
20: Not surprised by him. I mean, that's almost hard to believe when you consider how...
0: This is something else I want you guys to pay attention to. Some people are saying there's not surprise. There's some people saying I'm surprised as hell. So, yeah.
20: Police tracked him. You know, uh, there was always this thought that DNA or something scientific... But if the neighbors couldn't even pick out this guy, people who were closest to him, he'd lived in that house for many years uh, as a husband and a father. But a source is now saying to the Daily Mail that good old fashioned police work cracked the case rather than DNA developments. They traced phone calls, Nancy, made from a burner phone this nice neighborhood guy allegedly had to the victim's cell phones over 10 years ago.
11: Exactly. Burner calls to prostitution victims, many of who had advertised on Craigslist, seemingly the key, and that is good old-fashioned detective work. Now, we're also hearing there may be a DNA link, but it's these calls, which seemingly crack the case wide open, which leads me to the question, if it really is based on cell phone identification, why was it not done earlier? But for this moment, I'll worry about that later. For this moment, mm-hmm. I am so thankful an arrest has finally been made. And you know, all these women are lumped together as sex workers. I have spoken to relatives, warriors for family. They had children. They had mothers looking for them. They had families searching for them, only to find out that their remains were thrown off the side of a beach there at Gilgo.
20: Tell me about that beach area again. That that highway that was that was nearby, and you know we have Dr. Michael Biden coming on later, who will talk to us about the kinds of evidence that police had to work with in this case. But there were such—I mean, that's—it's not exactly an area that people don't know about.
11: No, no, no. It's right there on the beach in Long Island, um, and I've checked it out. It's about 26 minutes. It's 17 miles. From the perps, the suspects, a Massapequa Park home there on First Avenue, which even more closely connects him because he had such easy access. And as you know, on all the cases that we have covered, perps often dispose of bodies and commit murders in an area familiar to them. Where they feel Hmm. comfortable at the time, the date, the location, the hour of disposing of the bodies. Yes, it's right there along a beachfront, which I always thought was very bold. And once the original body was found, mm-hmm. that opened up a Pandora's box leading to 11 sets of remains.
20: And that Pandora's box is being played out on the screen right now to the right. If everybody just looks up, you can see where remains had been found. And it's a real clustered area. And it is it is basically out in the open, especially if you live out on Long Island, you know where this beach is. Nancy Grace, always great to start the program off with you with breaking news. Thank you for being with me. It, goodbye, friends.
0: Nancy. All right, here we go. Holy crap, that is just a video. That's all I got. Oh, come on now. All right. I don't have a story, just the video. Okay. Now, this one is very interesting. I'm going to share this. No Fox News alert. All right. This has more information to it as I read this. Uh, we're gonna watch the video and then I'm gonna read this information for you. And this tells you where we're at now and what they have on this guy, Rex Howard Hewerman. Play Nancy's message. You have to. Okay. Are you guys saying Nancy left me a message? Okay, let's see. Let's see if Nancy left me a message. What do I have? What do I got? Let me look at my message box, y'all. Since y'all aren't calling me on a talk show. to so talk to my
1: show. That's what it is. Oh, hi, J- Gary, it's me, Hot Ham. This is um, not Grace. I this figured I'd leave you a message since, um, you know, you can't play Electra's messages, so I figured I'd send you still... a me- message instead, here. and you have to play it. No, I don't. You have to play it. I gotta go, go play Electra's message? You guys are confusing me.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about. I do have this. This part of the show is b- brought to you by Dick Lawyers.
1: Hi, this is Eric Dick, and I'm a home insurance lawyer. You know what? It's hard dealing with a greedy home insurance company. You know what's easy? Getting Dick.
14: Call me, Eric Dick. The number's easy. 832-LAWYERS. Call me right now at 832 832- Lawyers. That's 832 lawyers. Home insurance companies, they're in the business of making money, not paying out claims. That's why you hire a home insurance lawyer like myself. That's why you call me at 832 lawyers and I will hound them and pound them to get you the money you deserve. Don't delay. Call me today. Call me right away at 832 lawyers. My office is in Houston. Don't let your home insurance company give you the shaft. Better get Dick. Call me, Eric Dick, at 832-LAWYERS. That's 832-LAWYERS. Call me right now, 832-LAWYERS.
0: All right. He is standing by the phone waiting for your call. He's standing straight up by the phone. All right. So where am I at? Yes, we're going to play this, and then we're going to read what's going on right now in this murder case.
20: Long Island, Suffolk County Police announced this morning they have a suspect in custody in connection to the Gilgo Beach serial killings. The murders happened over a decade ago. Yeah, those
5: killings made headlines after officials found at least 10 sets of human remains along the stretch of a Suffolk County highway between 2010 and 2011. Authorities discovered the remains during their search for Shannon Gilbert, a missing 24-year-old woman from New from Jersey City. NBC News correspondent Rahima Ellis joins us now with these late breaking details. So, Rahima, what do we know about the Police arrested at this point. And do they think he is potentially linked to all 10 of the killings?
13: Very interesting questions. And on a case that has baffled authorities and haunted families, uh, victims, families for a decade. What we know now, though, is that a 59 year old man, Rex Herman, has been arrested. Authorities say he was arrested in Manhattan. He is an architect. Uh, Last evening, around 830, they took him into custody and then took him back to his area his home neighborhood in long island that's where he is a resident of that community authorities have been searching for a decade or more and you can see the pictures here of this area along the beachfront it's a a marshy area it's an area which thick um, uh, terrain you can see them in wet boots and basically stepping high Mm -hmm. to get through this area to see if they could find the remains the remains of the first woman was found shannon gilbert in 2010 a 24 year old escort a sex worker it was believed that she was coming from a client's home Mm. that evening and went out on foot and was never heard from after that so here we are now they're telling us that this man rex herman is a suspect in this case We hope to find out more soon. uh, But I should tell you also that an attorney representing Shannon Gilbert, as well as another one of the victims, says he's delighted. The families are delighted that this suspect is in custody. But they have doubts as to whether or not this person is responsible for all of the victims, the 10 plus victims who have been mentioned as a part of this potential serial killing. Mm
20: -hmm. So still lingering questions. And it's so hard to believe it's been a decade. Families have been
0: I think he kind of looks like Tucker Carlson
20: grappling with this for so long. What are the victims families saying right now?
13: Well, we're going to hear from them a short while from now, but many of them had been very disturbed. They thought that their uh, loved ones had not been given enough attention Mm -hmm. because many of them were escort workers, sex workers. But just last year in 2020, authorities created what they call the Gilboat Beach Homicide Task Force. It included uh, law enforcement authorities from Suffolk County, the police, the FBI, state police, Suffolk County Sheriff's Office. And some families are wondering why was that only created last year Mm -hmm. in 2020, uh, 2022, that that task force was created. And, but what we're hearing now is that has led to an arrest of a suspect. We hope to find out at about four o'clock this afternoon, authorities are saying they will hold a news conference. Hopefully some of these questions will be answered. You could imagine a lot of questions will be raised What is it that they have that connects this person to all of these crimes after all of these years? Is it DNA evidence? Did someone come forward? Did this person slip up in one way or another? We don't know the answers to any of those questions. We think we'll learn something this afternoon. All right.
0: It looks like a broke-ass Tucker Carlson.
20: Time will tell. Really great and
0: important report. right. You guys wanted to see this picture. This is, what were you saying? Something Gleason, Jackie Gleason? Brendan Gleason from Mission Impossible 3. So there's a picture of him. All right. So let's go back and read this article here because the article is more fascinating than what they're talking about. And this article here gives you the goods, it really does. Let me see. A New York architect has been arrested in connection with the Gilgo Beach murders, a series of killings of mostly young women that confounded investigators on, on Long Island for more than a decade. Rex Heuerman, 59, was arrested Thursday evening at his Manhattan office and was expected to be arraigned Friday afternoon on three counts of first degree murder and three counts of second degree murder, according to a Bell application. We anticipate an indictment later on this afternoon, says Suffolk County Police Commissioner. His agency and the Suffolk County District Attorney are leading the investigation. Hewerman, who lives in Massapequa in neighboring Nassau County, has recently searched online for sadistic materials. He's recently searched online for child pornography, images of the victims and their relatives. This is what the application for his arrest stated. They say he did that on burner phones. Maybe they'll talk more about it here on a burner phone that he had for 10 years. that is linked to actually calling some of the victims. The suspect has also tracked down articles on the special task force made up of federal, state, and local investigators that was searching for the person responsible for the unsolved murders. The application stated The sister, Shannon Gilbert, whose missing case set off the search that led to the victim's remains, said she was relieved that they finally caught him. It's been a long time coming, and I never gave up hope that one day justice would be served. Sherry Gilbert said in an email to NBC News. I'm just happy it happened sooner rather than later. The suspect, Rex, deserves to rot in prison for the rest of his life. He destroyed many lives, so while it won't bring our loved ones back, it does help. The one less monsters off the street and he can't ever hurt anyone else. Human's arrest came after a spokesman for the Suffolk County district attorney's office said Friday morning, there was a significant development in the case, but declined to comment further. The focus for me, members of our team has been on bringing justice to the victims, the New York governor said, we'll all be sleeping a lot easier tonight. Friends of the suspect expressed shock at his arrest. They said he owns a Manhattan architecture firm and belonged to a New York City-based networking group known as the Dream Team. I knew him as a friend and a colleague, a woman who asked not to be identified told NBC on the phone and I'm completely surprised. I did not see this coming. Actor Billy Baldwin said he graduated with Hewerman in 1981 from Burner High School in Massapequa, he said his former classmate was married and had two children. Woke up this morning to learn that Gilgo Beach serial killer. Suspect was my high school classmate. Rex Huerman. the actor, tweeted, Mind-boggling, was in shock. Guys, stay tuned in, because this gets very much darker and crazier. I haven't taken you there yet. During the search for Melissa Berth- Berth- Wow, I can't say this name. Bartholomew, 24, were found on December 11, 2010. Two days later, three more bodies were discovered. Matthew Waterman, Amber Lynn Castillo, 27, and Marine Bernard, Barnes, 25. In March 2011, Suffolk Police found the partial remains of Jessica Taylor, Long Ocean Parkway, eight years earlier. Remains also belonged to Taylor, were found in Manorville, on April 2011, police uncovered three additional sets of remains. They were a Valerie Mack, 24, and a female toddler and man. The shocking discoveries continued when two additional bodies were found in Nassau County. Mack was not identified until 2020. Gilbert's remains were eventually discovered by police on Oak Beach in December 2011, according to the NBC News New York gilbert was not the only victim who was a sex worker police found eight bodies on a three-mile stretch along long island ocean parkway just dumped right off of the highway on the beach side in may 2022 suffolk county police released a 911 audio related to gilbert's disappearance She initially called 911 from inside the home of a client, Joseph Brewer, in Oak Beach shortly before 5 a.m. in 2010. There is somebody after me, she told the police dispatcher multiple times. Somebody after me, please, she said. Gilbert didn't specify where she was, but said she was on Long Island. At times during the call, she was heard speaking to her driver and security. Michael Pack saying, please get me out of here, Mike. At times during the 911 call, Brewer and Pack were heard speaking. Trying to get her out of out of Brewer's home. Come on, let's go. We'll all go outside, Brewer was heard saying. Gilbert added, please get her out. Please get me out of here, Mike. The development comes after a multi-agency task force made up of FBI, New York State Police, and Suffolk County authorities was established in 2022 to reinvigorate the investigation. All right, we do have more. Now, what do other neighbors say? And we're going to look at this guy's house, and we're going to look at this guy very closely because I have an interview he did for a YouTube channel in New York. It was quite extensive. He wasn't talking about murder, but he was very
2: creepy. Uh, just ex- last night, what happened?
8: Uh, last night, I went for a bicycle ride about 11, about 11 o'clock at night. I'm crazy. And uh,
21: while riding my bike, I saw a bus sitting over here. This road was closed. There were a few i didn't know the police i did not know you know standing at the corners and uh it seemed like every corner had had people standing on it and then i woke up this morning this chaos i had no idea it was this this big whatever it was you know whatever the investigation was last night um but i did lock all my doors and uh my wife uh walked the dog the opposite way <laughs> um, what's your reaction my reaction is uh this is nuts it's really really crazy you never know yeah, you, you never know who your neighbors are, right? It's crazy, man. So, uh, thank God he's been caught, though, right? Think about that. That's uh, a, a relief. You know, everybody's always wondering who the heck this guy was. And, uh, he lived a couple of houses away from me. So...
14: This is breaking news.
2: Yes. Jasmine, we heard that from your lawyer that partial justice being happened. What does full justice look like for you? What are you hoping for? Full justice is all the cases being closed.
9: You done? Hello? Any questions other than that? These are
0: families of the Gilgo Beach murder victims speaking out.
9: Yes, we believe that there are multiple killers uh, by multiple. It can be anywhere than more than one. Uh, the evidence is extremely strong for that. And that's already been discussed at great length uh, in the past. But nonetheless, it remains true. And what what's really important here is that uh, we recognize that this is, this is finally the beginning. It's the beginning because all those other people who were dismembered, remember the girls that that are the four are not dismembered. The other ones are dismembered. Many of them, there's a baby involved. There's a, 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 a male, a, a, an LGBT male who's involved that we know of. There are other bodies that we think are related that were found in Manville, male bodies that were,
0: Guys, uh, I was looking at this case, and I think there's more bodies. I'll tell you where I think they are. And we're probably going to find out about it within the next 48 hours. Mark my words.
9: Slaughtered and dismembered in some of them right around the same time. It's not necessarily true at all that the killer is just after females and that the killer is after.
0: Oh, snap. Hey, Sharon.
9: Only sex workers. But the killer or killers are after more than that. And there's more than those people who, who are dead and have not yet been uh, brought, uh, have not had justice brought to them. So we think that there needs to be far more investigation. And maybe the dam will have broken with this fellow. Uh, we don't know what his involvement is. Is there a ring? We have plenty of evidence that I've garnered over the course of many years that there are rings of these people, more than one ring. And that the rings can stretch all the way to buffalo new york and all the way to california uh quick quick insight for you in buffalo new york uh we know that uh uh one of the the victims uh melissa barthelemy uh is from lockport in buffalo and i investigated another case up there in buffalo with a young lady who died amanda winchowski in 2009 she was naked She was uh, she was a sex worker, heroin addict, and she was naked, frozen and left upside down inside a garbage can with the top on her. And the police concluded that it was an accidental death. So I came into that case and Miss Barthelemy was her co-worker in Buffalo before she worked on Long Island. I
0: don't know if social butterflies here, but look, it looks like there is some police involvement. Can you imagine that? How about that? You know, we're going to look into Rex Harriman, Howerman a little bit more, but I've it on very good authority that when you're dealing with building codes in New York and Boston and a few other big cities, you're often dealing with mafia, I don't know if they're involved or not, but I know that you would definitely Have a group of people that you hang out with on an upper level. Maybe a secret society. I don't know. Maybe child trafficking rings. Maybe these are linked. I don't know, but I'm definitely, and so is other people, seeing connections.
9: So there's there's connections.
0: Oh, and you know what? Can you believe we're getting all this information? Because the assholes from Idaho which is the Idaho justice system, or telling me you're not supposed to get information. This guy, I know everything about the dude because we live in America, and that's the way it really works. So again, I look back at Idaho, and I'm thinking bullshit. If they tell you in Idaho that it's left, it's really right. If they tell you right, it's really left. If they tell you the sky is blue, then I'm telling you it's red
9: connections in various places. We've managed to find some rings that are operating in Buffalo that also connect with California, where uh, uh, Melissa barthelemy went, Amanda Wenchowski went, and Shannon Gilbert went all at the same time to California, where there are other people in the operating sex rings as well. So this thing could be very far in a far stretch if, if the police do the work that we're asking for. This man here, we don't know if he's connected to Jessica Taylor's murder. We have no idea yet. And the, the police, maybe they'll tell us. Maybe they won't. <laughs> you know. We never had any inclination or in, in, any inference that there was an architect involved. But there was a good deal of evidence that somebody connected with the Massapequa, Massapequa Park area was involved. Not only was there some prostitution that took place in the motels right over there in that area, but also one of the calls, at least one of the calls made from Bartholomew's, Melissa's phone to her sister by the murderer pinged off of a tower in Massapequa. And so we kept, we kept investigating the South Shore and anybody connected with the South Shore in that area. And I guess the police have done that as well. So there is some evidence that's there, but it's very light, very thin. Is, that all? is there any other evidence We, we are still, we, we have a, a vast database and a huge amount of evidence. My, I, my My small office has one full room completely filled with boxes of just work on Gilbert you know, I've probably put in over 30,000 hours in work on the Gilbert case so far, maybe more. So it's, we have a lot to go through. We're going through right now. The name Rex uh, turns up in our database, but we don't know if it's the same Rex at all. So it's hard to say.
2: My love for Jessica. I'm fighting for her because she can't fight for herself. Got it? JASM INE and your name? you. JASM spell your name
9: for Thank you. and your last
2: name. R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Thank you. 32. 32. Robinson. J-A-S-M-I-N-E.
12: R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N.
9: All right, folks. Thank you. Thank you
0: That's it. And we're moving on.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to look at his house. Eyewitness News Brief.
13: Good morning. I'm Mike Marza. We are following breaking news. A person in custody in connection to the Gilgo Beach murders, Kristen Thorne, live at Massapequa Park. So, Kristen, what do we know?
18: Mike, we're here at the corner of First Avenue and Michigan Avenue in Massapequa Park. I want to show you this red house. This is the house that police have been swarming this morning, 105 First Avenue in Massapequa Park. We know that. We- All right. 105 East Avenue,
0: Massapequa Park. Park, this guy's a successful, very successful architect. He's been in this house well since he was born. This is his parents' house. When they passed, he bought the house, it's his house now. He's been here, he's never moved. Now, there's different reasons for this, even if you are, you know, a multi million dollar architect in New York City. There's reasons for it, you know, real life costs money. And you're sending the kids to college. That costs money. There are people that are humble. No matter how much money you have, a home is still a home, right? Or perhaps, just maybe, you killed somebody when you were really young and they're in the ground around that house. Maybe there's more secrets that are yet to be given in that house. We're going to find out here within the next 48 hours because the police presence is pretty damn big going through this place. Uh, cadaver dogs and excavation units
18: is in custody in at least some of the Gilgo Beach deaths. You may remember that police initially thought there was one killer, later developed intel that perhaps there were two. Either way, this man will be arraigned before a judge in Riverhead. Later on today, the Suffolk County District Attorney and Suffolk Police will be speaking following that arraignment. We also expect to hear from today John Ray, the attorney for the family of Shannon Gilbert. As you know, Shannon Gilbert is the victim that really broke open the gilgo beach investigation and led to this entire story that has captivated the world since 2010
0: unfortunately that's not true it has not captivated the world since 2010 because uh, a lot of us didn't even know about it how many of us didn't know about it today be honest there is this channel called bonjour reality it only had about i don't know 1,000 and something subscribers. Now it's up to 4,000. But this, this one episode didn't have hardly anything on it. Now it does. It's from February 17, 2022. Today on La Interview, Anthony is talking to Rex Heuermann. Watch Rex and I talking about how his consulting business started. Hear him talking about his work and sharing his thoughts about what it takes to deal with New York City rules and regulations Uh uh-huh we're not going to watch the whole thing but we're going to see the relevant parts of him interviewing the serial killer
21: Bonjour I'm Antoine today on interview Rox Hoyerman owner of RH consultant a department of building facilitator let's go meet him See you. Likewise. Hope you don't mind. I brought my assistant with me,
8: Norman. Hello, Hello Norman. <laughs> I see it's raining out. Yes, it's raining. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. please. Okay. I know you said you like to do this outside, but Mother Nature is not cooperating today. Yeah, if to you say the least, I tell you that. Being in your office. All right. I wasn't looking forward to doing this under a scaffold. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot.
0: On my free time, I like long walks on the beach, and I like to murder teenage hookers.
21: Okay. okay. Anyway, let's dive in. So, uh, tell us, you know who you are,
8: uh, you know where you're from, and how long you've been in New York. Okay. Like um, Rex Yorman. I'm an architect. I'm an architectural consultant. I'm a troubleshooter. Born and raised on Long Island. Okay. Been right. working in Manhattan since 1987. Oh wow. Very long time. Okay.
21: So uh, this brings uh, directly to my first question. So, you know, can you explain to our audience what is it that you do? Not the architect part of your business, but the other part of the business, which is my...
0: You mean body trafficking?
21: Understanding that you're kind of a facilitator with the department of building is that correct but please tell us that's correct but
8: much more okay <laughs> what <laughs> i'm so much do, more i'm interested i do troubleshooting architectural troubleshooting and negotiations with the building department okay what i mean by
0: you can even make bodies disappear
8: that is do we do the standard stuff with the building department um handle your filings um, I have other clients who are a lot of other architects mm-hmm. and we'll handle their interactions with the building department. Yeah, especially out-of-city architects because they're a little afraid of the city. <laughs> and
4: Stop when city.
0: Yes, for those of you that weren't paying attention, this is Rex Huerman, the murderer. He was interviewed a year ago on La Interview. Actually, it's called Bonjour.
8: <laughs> when a job that should have been routine yeah. suddenly becomes not routine, yeah, I get the phone call. Bonjour reality. Gotcha. Whether it's an old building and they need somebody that understands and can maneuver the 1938 building code or the current.
0: All right, Dealey Pickles. I think I know what you're talking about. You're saying this video gets creepy. What is the time stamp I should be looking for?
8: Building code. You look surprised when I say 1938 uh, building yeah, 1930 code. Building, uh, yeah. Um, I've actually used the 1901 old tenement laws here in the city of New York, and you can. And a little after five o'clock, I heard them finally holler out, "Is Rex still there?" <laughs> That's how long <laughs> I had to achieve all of this, and in the end, yeah, the pipe stayed. The pipe stayed. They stayed. I achieved a four hour separation from the stair using autoclaved aerated concrete block construction. Uh, And on the the horizontal uh, run, I used a 3M product to achieve the fire rating. So it became a mix of art and science (laughs) and the understanding of the code at that point in time.
0: all right, so here's two things. If I was investigating the case, which I'm not, just following it really, here's things I would look at. He's an architect. He's talking about having to do different things to different buildings to make it pass codes in different ways he troubleshoots and goes around that. How many of you think that maybe in his buildings there might be a hidden body or two? I don't know, I'm just thinking. He would have known construction sites. He would have known places that could have easily put a body. He lived in the house his whole life. Why didn't he want want to move when he easily could have? Are there more bodies?
8: Time. Which is why at home I have an extensive library I'm sure. of obsolete books. <laughs> and people want to know, why do I have... A plumbing code from the 1970s yeah Uh when i do work for either attorneys or have to look up something historical Yeah, yeah i need the reference for that point in time exactly yeah what has this
21: job uh taught you about yourself
8: I think it's taught me more about
21: he
0: likes hookers
8: how to understand people because dealing with the technical aspects yeah. is something a person can learn. Mm-hmm. You go to school and do an architectural program you work for the experience of doing architecture you get your license to practice yeah, yeah as your time goes on you learn about the buildings and about the codes and the different buildings of time frames i'm dealing with a building from the 1880s right now you mm-hmm. know how they react but it's the people how if you were
21: a tool or an object to help you
0: Here's the creepy part, guys. Pay attention to this,
8: or an object to help how they're all so different and how you deal with the people. I think is one of the more interesting aspects that have come out of this,
21: yes, okay, okay,
8: all right, my last question,
21: if you were a tool or an object to help you uh, in your uh, to help you to bring your business to greater
8: heights. What would it be? That's an interesting question. I know <laughs> because for what I do, we have to have so many tools in the toolbox. Uh, just one. Just one. Just one. Or an object. It doesn't have to be a tool. It can be an object. You know what? Yeah. I know. All right. One of the things I learned from my father was furniture building. Okay. He was an aerospace engineer and built satellites and <laughs> runs in the family huh? <laughs> and then things and built furniture at home. And I still build it in the same exact workshop. So I have one tool that's pretty much used in almost every job. And it's actually a cabinet maker's hammer. Cabin- oh, okay. Cabinet maker hammer. Okay. It is persuasive enough <laughs> when i need to persuade something it not someone o- something <laughs> <laughs> and it always yields excellent results yeah. and at the end of the project whatever piece of furniture or what i'm working on it always helps it come out beautifully okay great so you would be kind of a that
21: kind of hammer for your uh, for your business. That's what you're saying. If you That doesn't to...
8: exist. That's what you will be. Sometimes I have to be the, <laughs> heavy, framing the heavy framing hammer. Other times I'm the <laughs> lightweight hammer just to <laughs> nudge things along. All right. I guess it's a hammer. We
21: got it. That's it, folks. That was Rex, owner, founder of RH Consultant. So if you have any building regulatory issues, please contact him. It's probably going to solve your issues, okay? Uh, Guys, you know the drill. Uh, Comment, share, like, subscribe. Subscribe, very important. But in the meantime, it's... Selfie time. Selfie time. You're fast. Ready? One, two, three. Ah! Can you smile? That is.
0: right i got something for you selfie for you Mm. continuing with this story sickos hey if you guys are watching and you haven't subscribed yet do an old miserable bastard a favor go ahead and subscribe hit that like button it's not gonna hurt you It's free damn it hit the damn subscribe and like button continuing here on to this story A suspect has been arrested in connection with three, one, two, three of the 10 victims linked to the Gillow Beach, New York murders. Architect Rex Heuermann is charged with the murders of Melissa Bethalmy, Megan Waterman, and Amber Castillo, whose bodies were found covered in burlap along Ocean Parkway on Long Island South Shore in December of 2010. According to court records, until Friday, Bothami disappeared in 2009, Waterman disappeared June 2010 and Castillo was last seen in September 2010. How many of you guys think that, you know, just this man's 59 years old and 2010 he just thought, you know, I'm going to I I I think I'm going to kill some prostitutes today. Do you think he's been involved in it for a while? Do you think maybe this was just the time that his actions ramped up because his wife separated from him? Hmm. We're going to find out more. Shortly before each woman vanished, she had contact with a person using a burner cell phone without a verified identity. According to court records, the cell phones of two victims were used by the killer after their deaths on five occasions in the summer of Oh nine, someone in midtown Manhattan, which is where human's office is located. I just showed you guys footage of it, Use Bithalmi's phone to make taunting phone calls to Ms. Bithalmi's family members. Sick bastard. Court documents said some of the calls resulted in a conversation between the caller who was Mel and a relative of Ms. Bithalmi, in which the Mel caller admitted killing and sexually assaulting Ms. Bithalmi. According to court documents, records established that Heurman's wife was out of town. Bethalme, Waterman, and Castillo disappeared. A fourth victim, Maureen Bernard Barnes, who vanished in 07, was also tied to the three women. While Heurman is not charged in the death of her, the court documents said he is the prime suspect in her death. The investigation into the Bernard Barnes' death is ongoing. Each of the four victims were found similarly positioned bound in a similar fashion by either belts or tape. Male hair was recovered from the burlap used to wrap Waterman's body, and that DNA was found to be a match to leftover pizza crust. Hureman threw into a Manhattan garbage can in January 2003. Hureman, 59, a married father of two, used one of his burner phones to conduct thousands of searches related to sex workers, sadistic torture, related pornography, and child porno. Court records said other searches related to active and known serial killers and the disappearance of the Gillow Beach victims. One search, according to court records, was, why hasn't the Long Island serial killer been caught? He also led searching for photos of the Gillow Beach victims and their relatives. Human also searched for and viewed articles about the authorities investigating him, according to the court documents, the suspect was arrested in Manhattan Thursday night, authorities said, and law enforcement was seen outside his home in Massapequa Park on Long Island Friday. Human first came up as a suspect in the investigation in March uh, 2022. Wow. Human was tracked. Hureman was tracked through his car, a Chevrolet avalanche, which was discovered in 22. A witness to Castillo's disappearance reported seeing a Chevrolet avalanche. Detectives also tracked Hureman through cell phone records. Tierney said cell phone mapping led investigators to zero in on areas in Massapequa Park in midtown Manhattan. Fears of a serial killer on the south shore of Long Island began in 2010 with the discovery of Shannon Gilbert. Over the next year, the bodies of seven more women, a man and a toddler, were discovered in the same general area. Investigators have long believed it was possible there was more than one killer because of the different conditions of the victims. Some of those were beheading. Additionally, the wooded stretches along Ocean Parkway were long known as dumping grounds for bodies. Well, there you have it. Jasmine Robin, a cousin of victim, Jessica Taylor told reporters, She was shell-shocked by the arrest. Taylor disappeared in 03 at the age of 20. Partial remains were found in 03, and additional remains were discovered in 2011 along Ocean Parkway. I hope that she's remembered as a beautiful young woman and not as a sex worker. Robinson said she's grateful for the hard work of the law enforcement and hopes the investigation will continue. We, We have never stopped working on this case, Suffolk County said uh human is charged with three counts of first degree murder and three counts of second degree murder defense attorney michael brown entered a not guilty plea on human's behalf addison raymond on friday Hearman only spoke his name in court he was ordered held on no bell following the appearance his lawyer told reporters that through tears Hearman told him i didn't do this i know there is A community out there that, as the facts unfold, will be sleeping a lot easier tonight, said the New York governor. A lot of people's lives and families whose lives have been turned upside down, always wondering, questioning what happened. and Will the perpetrator ever be brought to justice? The day has finally come when someone so depraved of heart who would kill individuals, innocent individuals, in the prime of their young lives is brought to justice. Now, can you imagine the governor of Idaho saying that? Do you believe your own eyes that this is what happens when somebody's murdered in any other state but Idaho? Eggplant you, Idaho. The whole state. All right. Ten minutes until the dude. All right. Let me continue here. Um gosh, I have so much. A restaurant. Ah, oh, geez. A killer that uses a knife as a
11: weapon. Uh, It's a lot different scenarios, a whole nother can of worms. And let's just say a sniper that shoots the victim at a distance.
0: There was a restaurant hostess stabbed dead at a dentist's home.
11: Very little contact and not only murdered by knife, but 11 stab wounds to this girl's face, neck and head.
10: Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's highly personal. It's highly violent a lot of energy behind it. And the other thing that's been striking me here too is, so they call 911 and no one shows up, why wouldn't anyone bring her to the hospital in a car? I mean, you have people on scene, supposedly, at least someone was, that called 911, when they didn't show up, why not put her in a car and move, go, do something, take action? That's what's really surprising, one of the many surprising things in this entire situation, and as as her cousin was saying earlier, too, living a, a life in isolation where you're taking care of your wonderful grandparents that have raised you. she lacked a lot of social reps too. so she might not have been as able to really cue in on unsafe situations from individuals in in, in that she's surrounded by possibly so you know what? That's a really a good point situation.
11: she had led this very
0: you know all right, I'm up to continue here. Because I am so running out of time, we're gonna have to hit these next things very fast. All right, there was a conversation behind, you know, with an agent and Rudy Ferris's mother, and here it is.
12: The, the detectives
0: are. We're actually hearing Rudy Ferris's mother on the phone. For those of you that have been keeping up with that, it's off
12: right now. I
19: wonder why they haven't. I wonder why they haven't called to talk to him. What's that? I said. I wonder why they haven't reached out to him.
12: Well, they're at the uh, they're at the district attorney's office right now my attorney's on his way over there oh. so because um, they uh they they called me and i called my attorney he says let me see what they want so then uh, he called me back he says i'm on my way to, to meet meet them at the da's office and he says um, they're gonna bring charges they're gonna come down hard on both of you mm-hmm. for misleading for lying um and I uh, he, he said some other stuff oh wow and and uh and I told him he says and now your son he says now he's saying that that uh that you did those things when the detectives never heard him say any such thing
19: I think that's all should matter right the detectives didn't hear him like he didn't have him give a, a statement
12: no no he didn't give a statement of, about that but quanel says he did.
19: I know, but it didn't come from, like... like, Let's say Cornell is saying it, right? But uh, there's nothing written down or uh, signed or or paper that Rudy said that, you know? So they would have to prove that he said that. but,
12: But Rudy's saying it now. And Rudy's changing his story to now he said it.
19: But he hasn't told nobody else anything.
12: But he's going to when they ask him, because you said that he's saying that he did say those things,
19: Right? All he said was basically, but I don't know what he plans to say, you know, when they come talk to him, if they come talk to him, if he even wants to talk to anybody, you know?
12: No, but they're going to talk to him. They're going to haul him in and they're going to talk to him because now he's an adult. Yeah. You know, and he's not traumatized. He's not nothing. You know, he's talking fine, like they said. You know, he's being their exact words where he's very articulate now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, this is Rudy's mother on the phone. I
19: wonder what that
12: means.
19: Huh? I, was like, I wonder what that means. Um,
1: I mean that. Thank you. Can I rise, please?
0: Thank you. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop right there. We're going to go into our next story that's really damn freaky. More than that, this. Story here goes into something else I've been covering, and it got linked together this will surprise the crap out of me Is a Jeremy Pauly story. FBI finds 40 skulls and human remains at home of Kentucky man linked to trafficking. The story came out and broke yesterday. A man in Kentucky has been arrested in connection with the trafficking of human remains stolen from Harvard, Harvard Medical School morgue. As authorities said, they discovered his home littered with bones when feds showed up to his apartment, 39-year-old James Knott, earlier this week with a search warrant. He was reportedly asked whether anyone else was inside. He alleged, only my dead friends. Once authorities entered the house, they made quiet the discovery. The place was said to be filled with human remains, including approximately 40 human skulls, spinal cords, femurs, hip bones. One of the skulls was found on the mattress where he slept, according to the FBI, while others were decorated around the furniture. Another was wrapped in a headscarf. According to the release from the United States Attorney's Office, an AK-47, a number of revolvers and ammunition were also found in his home. He is an ex-con, so he got, you know, ex-felon. He was charged for having weapons he wasn't allowed to have. Fed zeroed in on not after Jeremy Polly, which I did a whole show about on Spotify. Uh, he was previously charged in the same case. He provided investigators info on others in his network. He and Knott allegedly spoke with one another about purchasing skulls and spines on Facebook. While not used to name William Burke, a noted serial killer who sold corpses, his PayPal info was tied to his real name. Knott was reportedly still posting to his profile without having, about having human remains for sales recently as last month I'm running out of time guys but here's what was interesting interesting to me about the Polly case. Polly's wife this is a guy right here you know can you see this? Sorry. Yeah. Polly's wife she was a um what, what do you call it she was a model of the grotesque. And they had a fight and she is the one that called the FBI and turned him in on what he had in his basement when they had a little falling out. So it's very interesting uh, very freaky and has a uh, devil worshiping in it. Don't have time to tell you all about it. Now, if you're interested, let me know and we'll go over it some other time. All right. Now, another thing I was going to go over was the, <laughs> another thing I was going to go over with you guys, and I don't have time to was the economy crashing. And I'll just show you this. Uh, I, I I've been investigating it, you know, Bud Light, uh, are in a lot of trouble, not for any political reasons, but just because the damn economy is crashing, the government's lying about it, your news media is lying about it, and I've got proof. Also, Disney's going down the shitter, and it has nothing to do with gender politics. It has to do with the banks that are backing them going down the shitter because your economy's going down the shitter. And uh, I, I'm not telling you to get your retirement drawed out now I can't do that. I can't get financial advice, but I will tell you that I have, and I'm glad that I did. Inflation in history. This is from CNBC. They're saying inflation is history for the U.S. Says veteran economist Steve Hankey, this line, son of a bitch. Just wanted you to know that before I show you this. J.P. Morgan Chase suffers over a trillion dollar loss as six U.S. banks executive mass layoffs. This came out on July 12th. Oh, really? Yeah. JP Morgan. This is more money than they lost in the housing crisis. This happened within the last two days, but it's not over yet. I'm probably gonna have to go five minutes over six just to show you Susan being arrested. Check this out. Citibank branches are closing all around the world. And really this came out six hours ago. No shit. Continue here. My pillow is auctioning off equipment after a cell slump. Mike Lindell blames cancel culture. I'm telling you, no, it's because the economy is tanking at a astronomic level. It would blow your damn mind if you knew the truth. Continuing here. Anchor first and oldest U S craft brewery to shut down after 127 years. Really? Doesn't have a damn thing to do with Dylan Mulvaney. Who cares? It's the economy that is crashing and they're lying about it. So you guys, they don't want you to take your money out. That's why they're taking their money out, but they don't want you to take your money out. All right, here, we're going to look at it right now. This is a video of, of uh, what I think, allegedly, Susan A being arrested
2: com but I've been trying to switch to dot love. I'll talk right here in front of other people. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk alone with you though man. You got too much heavy weights on both of you. Yeah, no don't come after me like that. Not with all your weapons you man. Know? Look at me. Yeah no, I don't think you are man because I got just water in my hands and I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing to say to you Mr. Desmond it's wrong. yeah no no man I've already I, I found my voice you're not gonna keep me man pages have been broken I'll sing we can talk is, is, it, it, is it is yes these men are scaring me and I had to run so look look him in the eye and tell him that they're not here to scare me. Look at him in the eye because I know that I'm okay. I'm good. I just thank you. Would you like to walk with me? Because I'm not willing to walk alone. Will you tell them I'm right here? Let them come to me. Yeah, oh, yes. How oh, can you say no to her? Are you kidding me? Well okay, you're gonna say no to I'm not, her? I'm not your be- best friend, but I'm here
8: to
2: help you,
13: okay? Listen
8: to the women, you know. Here so, we You were running up and
2: down kind of backed in the crank crank. <laughs> so okay, sometimes are you guys okay to see me arrested yeah. like this? Where are you
8: right see now me? you're detained, so please place your hands behind your back. Okay, Mr. Okay.
2: Bacon and Mr. Dimit.
8: Please, place your hands behind your back, huh?
2: Sweetie, yeah, you got to let go. Oh, I want sorry, everybody no, to know where they're taking me. Because this is the Hotel California, and they're never coming back.
16: Just
2: stand up, yeah. so if you, if you take me now, then I'm never coming back. You're not, I'm never coming back. Everyone's just going to stand there and watch. That is what happened. the No, you I'm not. I'm not. They said I'm mad. And my children. My children love me. They're gonna break my wedding ring and I've never been married. I've never been married. And everyone's just gonna let this happen. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what has been happening. This exactly that. what is yeah. So who's the head honcho here? You tell me. Come on, kiss me. Kiss me. And tell me who's the head honcho here. What, I'm not hot enough for you? I'm not hot enough? I'm not sexy enough? i oh. Tell me I'm hot! Yeah. F- yeah. Tell me sexy! F- yeah. Tell me! Yeah. Tell me! <laughs> Tell me! Sp- now control hold? Oh, animal control? Cause I look like a mad woman and you're going to break my bones? So you're going to break my bones, security? Security's going to break my bones to get me to shut up! What are you doing to me? What are you doing to my What are you doing to my
0: I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. We're going to continue to look at the Gilgo Beach um, murders and the trial. And if there's more people than that arrested or not. We're gonna check that out. Thank you for joining me today. I do want to let you know that right now we're going to go to Discord and we're gonna have a party night, a big Lebowski viewing. We're gonna check that out. If you're part of our Discord, you're all welcome. If you're not part of the Discord, all you have to do is grab the link down there and join. It's free. You just click the link and join if you want to hang out with us. So all you got to do is see what else I want to tell you. Eight o'clock tonight, eight o'clock central standard time in about two hours. Primrose's show comes on Prince Playlist. It's going to be live on our radio station, Midnight Radio. I'm going to check this. uh, Right, I'm going to give this to you right here. Here's our link. It's now in HD. We're soon going to be on um, TuneIn and iHeartRadio. But right now, you can check check us out at MidnightRad.io. Thank you for tuning in, Fruit Loops. It's been a hell of a Fruit Loop Friday. And let's see. What am I missing? I will see you in Discord. Good night, God bless, and all my best. Gerald Schmemann signing out.